While I have outlined the human factor and its biases in episode 48, I will focus on the key principles in the interview process today. The key principles can also be used as a checklist or collection for reflection. So it's great to have you here. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, an executive, an investigator, an auditor, external or internal, in short, a corporate integrity leader or on your way there. What we all have in common, we strive for leadership with integrity. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact. Founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts with a different formats for corporate integrity leadership. And the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because I deeply believe corporate integrity matters to all of us. And especially today, as we have now episode number 50, when we started a year ago with our episodes and launched our podcast, it was an adventure and it is still one. And thank you very much for joining us every week again and again and for all the nice feedback we receive and all the questions and all the input for further episodes. So we try to follow up on all of them. And if not, just chase us again and send us an email and we will take it up as soon as possible. So thank you very, very much. So, but now let's start with our episode. So conducting interviews can be one of the most insightful parts of an investigation. And if correctly done, leads to the missing part of your big picture. It helps you and us to get additional facts to understand what happened. I haven't met anyone, nor did I experience myself, that an interview ever disappointed me. Yes, of course, sometimes I would have expected more information that I have received. But most of the time, I got much more evidence or leads to evidence than I ever expected. Interviews are important to gather information to complete the full picture. As mentioned before, the entire interview process is a topic we discuss during our peer group in the leadership circle often. A colleague brought up the topic and asked whether I have a list with the so-called 101s for interviews. My answer was simple as I did not have it in written but follow some principles which were established over the years. Yes, we can do that also here in the podcast. As we all do not need to be professional journalists to conduct investigative interviews, nor do we have to be expert in the field of our interviewees. All we need to have is the curiosity to look behind the scenes and the ability to apply techniques supporting our process. 
That's all we need to have. And we need to be professional in what we do and we do the interview. No matter what kind of interview we conduct, certain principles are useful for all situations, not only investigative ones. And maybe my affinity of doing these interviews goes back to my inherent belief that I first need to understand everything. I first want to understand because without understanding, I can't ask the right questions. Interviews help me to better understand a situation or a transaction or what, whatever the circumstances are. Sometimes the answer, answers rather confuse me, but that also that is part of the process. Completely destroying my hypothesis is not only bad, it opens a new possible direction. I remember one specific investigation where we had interviews at different levels and responsibilities. The evidence gathered up to the, mo up to the moment we conducted the interviews were already very, very clear. But there was one missing piece of the puzzle. When you look at the fraud triangle with the opportunity, pressure and rationalization, the pressure was not yet clear at that moment. With having put that part, that pressure, On focus, the answers led to incredible insights, providing new evidence to the case. And as promised, I will start with a few principles in the interview process I noted during the last decades. In addition to the various questioning techniques we all know or are familiar with, which are also explained in detail, there are a few principles that apply to the successful conduct and information gathering process. First, I start with A, that the interviews are never conducted alone. It is not possible that questioning and locking in person can be done professionally. At least a team of two is conducting an interview, one taking notes, the other conducting the interview. The second one is, each interview begins with a new own script. Neither the preparation contents nor information given in the preceding of, or subsequent pre-interviews or for persons other than the interviewees and the interrogator determined. What I would like to outline here is that we should not start an interview preparation with an old questioner. No. It's always a new situation, a new person, a new setting. Every single investigation, as well as every interviewee you have in front of you, are unique. There is no standardized interview script which you should use. Next one, professionally created interview scripts include the questions in keywords and not in completely prefabricated sentences. The interviewer needs a lot of leeway to be able to respond adequately to answers and these according to the purpose of the interview. That's what I mentioned also in episode 48. It's like dancing with the client, dancing with the interviewee. And you have already have heard it several times from my side. The next one, opinions, impressions, and judgments on the part of the one taking the notes are not included in the protocol. It's not minuted. Only what has been said is noted. No enrichment from the note-taking person. There is no room for judgment nor for words not said by the interviewee. 
And next one, even though efficiency and productivity are very important these days, only one person is interviewed at a time and never several at the same time. So do not bring them together and think it's easier and more effective if you have more people than just one in an interview. Every interview partner gets his or her own spot. There are no group interviews. Also not for efficiency reasons and also not now when we are all used to conduct meeting virtually instead of in person. It would also be great if the interviewee team is as diverse as possible. And I'm not only focusing on gender, not at all, but also age and backgrounds because the more complex the, the facts are and the more we should also take care of what we how we are set up from our sides taking um, the in, uh, giving taking the interview because the higher diversity we have the more complex are the facets involved in the conversation which can be applied here that diverse team allows to build trust and establish most effective settings for the entire process it is often underestimated how much impact the setting has towards the interview process and its outcome experience proves that it matters how rapport and trust is built here. And for those interested in further techniques in the interview process, like building rapport, creating a space of safety and building trust, these topics are all covered in our workshops and some of them also in the upcoming webinars. So stay alert on that, please. The list of principles, not ex which is not complete here, but these are just part of it, is part of the learning and development process of every interview team. In practice, it has proved helpful when the principles newly communicated to the investigation team in each case again. Interviewers are constantly confronted with factors that affect communication inhibit. These are social psychological barriers that prevent that the respondent can or wants to answer. The goal of every interviewer must be to break down barriers and to obtain the cooperation of the interviewee. I'm not saying that it's always consciously that these blocking barriers um, exist, not at all. I think often it's unconsciously and leads to forget essential information. The unconscious, this, uh, this, this unconscious process is appropriate for the interviewer to break so that the respondent can really answer. The inhibiting factors are supported by those supporting the conversation. So this includes the recognition and the, of appreciation for and the attention to the interviewee. So without that recognition and appreciation, it's quite difficult to get all the information. As quick summary of the mentioned tactics, which are not complete at all, but a good start, I would like to mention the teaming. So who is going to conduct it? The individual script, so please do not have um, a script from, from a former um, interview you had in the past. You have to stay flexible with your script, so only bullet points, no, no sentences pre-designed um, because you have to dance with the client and here you have to dance with the interviewee. It needs to be an opinion-free documentation and note-taking, so no speculations are allowed. No judging. It is always one by one. So no team interviews. And if possible, make sure that you have a diverse team. 
there are a lot of additional information required to conduct effective interviews. And I'm happy to share more about the expertise we gained in our team by the webinars and workshops as said before. And if you have specific questions, just reach out to the team and we are happy to support you. And as the take-to-the-office take or take-home assignment, which I haven't brought up in the last few episodes, I would like you to reflect on the last interview situation in which you were in. The question I have here is, first, what did you miss? And secondly, and how would you make it better next time? This was the episode number 50 of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the motto, Corporate Integrity Secures and Empowers Individuals and Organizations. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stiernemann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget... Topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know.